The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions to apply. Hi, yo, Generinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 281. Gung Hey Fat Choi, this is going out to everyone celebrating the Lunar New Year, which is today. So happy Lunar New Year, happy Chinese New Year, or whatever you like to call it. Year of the Rabbit is going to be a hopping good year. <laughs> I, I don't like rabbits, though, because I'm a fox. I'm Jeff Chalks Fox, one of your hosts here. Thanks for coming to the show. Um, it's obviously going to be a Fantastic episode and a fantastic year. Uh, we had a f- the first UFC pay-per-view went down last night, and me, or I guess the proper programmers, my co-host, and I had pretty good picks for it. So um, you should probably get into it. Not not good enough picks, though, for, for some people, of course. Uh, if you get anything wrong, some people will get upset at you. But good enough picks um, for uh, for our standards, especially for my co-host standards. Um, he's usually a big screw-up. Let's bring him in now, that big <laughs> screw-up of his. He's the Gumby God, uh, Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. No, it's a it's a new year, so I'm not a big screw up in the new it's year. True, you did amazing. Uh, well, and you, I, I, you only lost a few bucks. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, in, in under our, uh, you have to bet a hundred dollars on every money line, uh, joking play, which people should know that that's a joke. Uh, uh, total joke. Yeah, we almost broke even doing that anyway. Yep. Um even though there were some wild odds in in some of these fights and stuff, we were just yeah. you know one fight away on that. So uh, yeah, yeah it, it, and big dog, and he's burying big the dog. biggest. He's woof, burying woof. the biggest lead in here. Is he hit a he hit a giant prop? Jeff Fox. Oh yeah, hit a That's giant right. prop, uh, which never happens. <laughs> and I, I hope someone entered it in our contest too, our prop contest too. Hope someone it, picked that it, one. It, it was. I haven't gone through all of them yet, but I'm pretty sure it was just you. <laughs> you sure? You sure it was me that entered, yeah. that entered though? I'm pretty sure it was. You may Did have you used, check the name, you though? May, I made sure it was me. <laughs> you may maybe used a humorous name in there. I'm not going to read <laughs> yeah. that humorous name. No. Uh, over the it's been mentioned here before, but no. We, we don't need to do that. Fun. Uh, yeah. Fun event. The Discord was rocking last night. I I got to watch a lot of it live, which was good. So I got to put in my stupid little comments on uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/discord. Everyone seemed to be having a good time. Dredney just totally killed it again with his pick. Oh yeah, he had he had a six six fifty prop. Jelton uh, yes. Almeida in the second round. Yes, uh, which that is was like what he did the week before. Uh, yeah, the week, before, the week before was only plus 350, though, right, uh, right. which is, you know, not just 350. But like, <laughs> yeah, now he's way out front in our props contest for both the biggest prop and for the most money accumulated and the most props. People are going to have some work to do in these last eight weeks to catch him. Yes. No kidding. But yeah, it's uh, it it was uh, lots of fun, like I said, in the in the discard. Get in the discard. Um Lots of chatting about the shenanigans that went down last night. Um, Monument tonight, we had a couple of Brazilians, quote unquote, retire. And we'll see. And we had someone who's another Brazilian legend who's uh, changing weight classes. Not the greatest night for 
Brazilian legends. It was it was a good night for Brazilians to start off, but then once we hit the legend portion of the card, uh, it fell off a cliff. Yeah, and and actually even a little before that too. Uh, although yeah. I guess some of those were Brazilian versus Brazilian fights. Brazilian so. or Brazilian crime, Dan, the worst. Yeah, time. so that that was gonna go bad anyway. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Maybe I'll tell you about uh, before we dive into it. Let me tell you about WinBet. Don't want to forget about WinBet. They keep us in your ear holes every week. WinBet, not every week, four times a week. How about WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. And the NFL playoffs are here, if you haven't noticed already. That's why we're recording before Dan's beloved Cowboys uh, try to make it through another round. Uh, great promos, odds, and pants are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit, and of course, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. I hope Dredney is getting in here um, on WinBet and, and making some real money because he's. Uh, He's a long shot parlay or prop guy um, right now. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he's not hitting parlays. That's probably why he's winning because parlays you don't win on, except at WinBet, of course. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms conditions at winbed.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, UFC 283 last night in Rio de Janeiro, back to Brazil. They had 13,604 people in attendance, don't have a gate number. They never released the gate info for uh, the Brazilian cards for some reason. Uh, if you want to see fighter payouts and all that stuff, head to my substack, moneymma.substack.com. And for people who enter the Pick'em Contest, I hopefully I will get those numbers crunched and see who won that uh, later on today, maybe even by the time you hear this. All right. Um, as we do with the recaps, we start at the top and go to the bottom. Uh, Jamal Hill, uh, Jamal Hill is the UFC light heavyweight champion. As I wrote in the Discord, it's such a silly and dumb and bad division, this light heavyweight division. Skinny fat guy beat a senior citizen for the belt last night. 50-44, 50-44, 50 44 Are you – so, uh, first of all, good on him for fixing a lot of his takedown defense issues because I, yeah. I, I said – you know, the reason I picked Glover in this fight is I, I didn't think Jamal Hill's takedown defense could hold up. Um, and clearly he went into this fight worried about it and fixed a lot of that. Um, so props to him for that. But he, he just kind of like doesn't feel like he's even in the top five of this division. Am no. I wrong? All right. This, yeah, like, this name, this name, who's better than him? Yuri's, Yuri, better Yuri's, than him. Yuri's way better than him. Jan's better than him. Who, who, Blokovic, don't you? Oh, Jan, Blo- Jan Blokovic. Yeah. Yeah, Jan yeah, Blokovic, yeah. sorry, not yeah, Peter, yeah. Piotr Jan. Maybe yeah, when you were like Jan, <laughs> what a weird, what a weird guy to throw. Um, yep. No, but yeah, Jan Blokovic, uh, I'd pick Magomed Ankalaev to beat the hell out of him. Oh, really? Okay, I wasn't, I'm not positive about that one, but yeah, possibly. But like, I, same I probably level. Figured, they're probably so, the same level. So that's like, that's like three guys already who were like, they'd all beat the champ. Um, yep. Jelton Almeida would beat the champ. Yeah, but he's not coming. It seems like he's not coming back to, to 205. He he seems no. pretty happy at heavyweight right now. But yes. if if something were to go awry at heavyweight for him, yeah, just cut the last you know 25 pounds and and yeah. come beat up the champ down here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I yeah I don't know. He he looked good doing what he did, but like it not good enough for me to be really convinced about him. No, they won fight of the night, which I knew they would, but it wasn't a very good fight really it was, it was i guess it was exciting but it was just sloppy and it's not like well we're it wasn't a high level fight if you ask me 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was. <sighs> I, I'm having trouble articulating what I disliked about the fight so much. I think it's ultimately this is that like, we already knew that if it stayed on the feet, he was probably better than Glover. Yeah. But like, he's being sold to us as this like big power puncher and couldn't put a 43 year old man who's had 180 fights away. Yep. So like, I don't know for me that that just like, doesn't bode really well for what we're being sold as Jamal Hill's like, biggest or best part of his game so you know like i i see him he he is legitimately the champ as much as you can legitimately be the champ in a division where the champion dropped the title then they gave an inter a a fight for it and it went to a draw and they gave it to neither of those guys and then you were the fifth option um so (laughs) like yeah so like he's he's as much of a champ as you can be in a division that's done wacky things but yeah, I, I just I don't know so much about him. I, I hope they give him the Yuri fight next so that we can recrown Yuri the best fighter at 205. Yeah, but how long is that going to be though? How how far off are we going to be waiting for that? I don't know. He he took right to Twitter right away and said that he was coming uh, in yeah. like a very bizarre video. Um, <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, Yuri being weird. Um, uh, I I think he's. I think they overplayed the shoulder injury because the UFC didn't want to sell us on interim titles. Um. And wanted to sell us just, you know, I, I don't think they like the idea of calling it an interim title any more than we do. Um, they'd rather just strip a champion and call it the the actual one and then give the champion a title fight later. So I, I think they I, I think he's they upplayed how how hurt he is. And now he's probably closer to being ready in like, you know, early summer than than we realize. You mean Dana White exaggerated exaggerated something? Is that what maybe maybe ever so slightly yes it wasn't the worst <laughs> injury ever they've ever seen it's not the worst shoulder oh injury God. that's ever any man has ever had before. <laughs> that's what the oh wow my whole world's been rock here dan dana white's not an honest man huh um all right i i had hail minus 130 which was you got to go with the younger more powerful more athletic better striker against the uh old yeller but hey a lot of people i, I think story-wise they wanted glover to win as did Dan, and it didn't happen. Tough. So I hit that one. Uh, co-main event, we both hit this one. Brandon Moreno uh, took care of Davis and Figueredo. TKO, doctor stoppage after a brutal punch, knuckle in the eye, knuckle eye sandwich. He gave him um, during the third round. Uh, he was do- The fight he was dominating, he being Moreno. Um, so clear win for him. Um, they were saying on heavy hands that Figueredo, we... I think it was heavy hands. I, I, uh, they said that we've probably already seen the peak of him. And I think he's on the decline and he kind of looked like it last night. I, he claims he's going to ban weight now. I don't know. This is the classic uh, end, end of your career, switch weight class to see if it works out for you uh, trick. But um, I think we may have already seen the best of him. He's uh, these battles, I think, have, uh, have weighed on him already. I appreciate that his late career move is up a weight class. Not yeah, that he yeah, not that yes. he could go down. <laughs> not that he could yeah. go down, but like that that's the right move. But yeah, to your point, he's 35. Uh, you know, I, I think people are are forgetting that like a a flyweight largely does his best work when he's super fast and as we yeah. age, we, we get slower. Uh so he's clearly past like the peak speed. And and that's what it looked like to me too, is that Brandon Moreno was just so much faster than him. And 
Brandon Moreno went in with a great game plan, as we said he would uh, now with Safe Saad in his corner. Like you had to imagine you were going to see the very best version of him. Yep. Uh, and, and it was. Uh, he, he clearly is a deserved champion. He was going to win that fight if the doctor didn't stop it or not. I yeah. will say, did you see the scorecards? No. They were, were they messed up? Every judge gave Figueredo the second round. Yeah, that was no, that was pretty clear. Three nothing, I think, was it not? I I thought it was three nothing. They must have thought that that guillotine was deeper than it was, because like he that that's the round he went for the guillotine. Yeah. And and I think he they must have thought it was closer than it was, but like from the camera angles that you could see at home, like Moreno's head was always just about out of it. He was fighting yeah. the hands he was supposed to. Like he jumped on it well and like went for it well, but it just wasn't in. So. Yeah, like, it's a weird one to score for him at the end of the day, because Moreno wound up with, like, top control time and throwing a little ground and pound, and he was winning on the feet anyway. And, like, yeah, so, I mean, I guess give him a round, but, man, it, it didn't certainly didn't feel like he should have been uh, that close. Yep, it's true, but maybe Brazil's going to Brazil sometimes, right? I guess so. It didn't. They didn't <laughs> mess us up on any of the fights no, otherwise. So, they didn't. You know, they did. Yeah, they, they seem to have gotten... I, I, think almost all the decisions correctly we'll talk about one that that might be a little bit close oh yeah oh really we're, we're gonna be a little salty are we okay um so what's next for brandon moreno finally he's through with this quadrology quadrology is the word actually i looked te- it up and te- i included it in tetralogy I, tetralogy is another another way you can say it yes yeah um i i think it's pantoja it's got to be pantoja they've got beef in the past pantoja's got um, a real claim to being the number one contender. Apparently, they had some sort of dust up backstage. Um, hey, what's with Brandon Moreno? He's Mr. Attitude now, eh? I, I don't think he's Mr. Attitude. <laughs> I think he probably started really respectable, and then Pantosha was trying to spark something up. That that's my guess. Like you don't you don't run into somebody who just want to fight backstage and like you know get in their face or anything like that. Oh, it was it's, last night after the fights you're talking. Yeah, yeah, it was last night. So uh okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm assuming that's that's what went down. So Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, do it. Uh, I like Pantoja. Let's get it get her done. Um Gilbert Burns got her done. Did not take him very long, 415 in the first round to get her done against Neil Magny. Sadly for Dan, this was not a decision uh, as he had predicted or hoped it would be for his his um uh, was it your prop? Yeah, your prop. Yeah, play. my prop play was was this one goes to decision. And and I think it's because G- Gilbert Burns has a clear agenda that he's out to look like an absolute murderer again. Um Yeah. And he was screaming in the camera like a murderer. Yeah, like he he wanted to he wanted to go out there and make a statement and he did. Um so like it's it's a completely different game plan. He was a little bit riskier than I thought he was going to be. Um, even with like some of his positioning, he he got like a little bit greedy, you know, jumping for it and stuff like that. But like I, he he did everything he was supposed to do. Um, yep. Went in there, got a quick finish. You know, props to him. I hope he gets that Colby Covington fight. But like, is is it me or it, it's funny because you you keep hearing these welterweights call out Colby Covington because they know he's like you know one of the top guys in the division and he seems to be like you know, nothing but like jabs and a couple of takedowns. So he seems like a safer opponent to fight than, you know, the Leon Edwards is in the world. But like, does it seem like he never wants to fight? Like who, who, Yeah. I haven't even really heard other than, you know, some people fantasy matchmaking for him. I've never even heard like whispers that he's got a fight in the making. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we, we heard some people be like, oh, I think Kamzat's going to get that fight next. But like, you know, Kamzat was over in Russia and, and it was from no sort of reliable source that that fight was going to happen. So like, is Colby interested in fighting anymore now that his like path to the titles murky? Doesn't really seem like it, does it? He was he was a tough one to get in the cage to begin with uh, over the past few years. Yeah, it seems to be only getting worse. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. so if if Gilbert Burns doesn't get that fight, I mean, like we're we're really running on like tough names for him to get another one in there, right? Because yeah. You know, especially if Kamzat moves up and they don't want to run that one back, because I'd be fine with running that one back. I don't like rematches that quick, but like, hey, it, it was a good first fight and decent again. It, it doesn't feel like Burns is going to get a Bilal Muhammad fight, does it? I mean, maybe he's already beaten Stephen Thompson. You know, you don't want him to go too far down the rankings to like the Sean Brady's and I, I mean, maybe Shavkat, but like. Does he want to fight number 10 in the world? Who's a super dangerous dude? Probably not. It's just a weird spot for Gilbert Burns to be in. Yep. Well, we find that often. Uh, People get big wins and then uh, they get themselves stuck in a rough spot. But um, Jessica Andrade, she's another one. You could could probably argue could be in a tough spot. She just keeps on winning except when she's fighting the champion. Uh, She put a hellacious beating on Lauren Murphy last night. 30-25, 30-25, 30-26. We, we were, um, people were, I, I guess you were included, speaking in the Discord about 10 to 7 rounds perhaps because uh, Andrade really put a whooping on uh, Murphy as we predicted. We predicted the Noons, uh, sorry, the Burns one right as well, but we got minus 460 for that. We only got minus 510 for Andrade. Um, I, I guess Andrade via decision would have been the play if you wanted to make a play here because it was pretty clear that, um, that Murphy wasn't going to uh, get finished and she did not. Well, I'm not sure how, although no, you're right. Maybe it was pretty clear that she wasn't going to get finished because even the hardest shit that hit her never looked like it rocked her. Like she looked like she was being overwhelmed by being hit in the face too many times in a row, but like, (laughs) but not in the way that she was like wobbly, just in the way that like she, she was looking to reset and like find her bearings so that she could launch some offense. And she just like, she didn't have an opportunity to reset a lot of times. And I think the ref almost stopped it in a couple of cases, but he realized like she ain't hurt, which is man, dude, what a wild sentence to say, because she took some brutal shots and she was just like, fine. Yeah. She didn't even get dropped. Did she? Or did, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, think, I don't she got, think she did. Not that I remember. And if it was, no. she didn't it's look like, swap. yeah, it was like a, a slip or something like that. And yeah. maybe I'm not remembering it, but like, yeah, I don't think I, she did though. I don't think she went down and it was crazy because <laughs> she took like Jessica Andrade's best shots, which like not a lot of women in the whole world can do. So, uh, yep. and a- apparently Andrade is talking about going back to straw weight now. I don't. That's wild. Hurts. Yeah. Like wild. She's plus, so... Especially because she, first of all, she hits so hard at this weight class. And second yep. of all, it seems like she just got a big signature win. And now we're talking about her, yeah. like leaving the division and looking for a title shot that, I mean, like weirdness. Are they going to give her a Valentina Shevchenko? Though? That's the thing. Probably not. She just got booked with, uh, with Alexa Grasso. Yeah. I guess so. you could, you could wait and hope Grasso somehow beats her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, but also then you, you've got to outpace Manal Firo coming back from a knee surgery and yeah, that's true. And uh, which maybe this is why she's going to straw weight is because there's there's like people up there at at flyweight. Um, yep. So 
she's going to have to worry about not to mention if Valentina gets beat by Grasso, which I don't think she's going to, they're just going to run that back. She, she just gets a, yeah, exactly. uh, yep. a rematch. So, um, yep. yeah, maybe, maybe she's making the right move, moving to Strawway. I, I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. So we hit that and what else? Oh, we hit the opener. Sadly, Dan, to your favorite, you picked against two of your favorites and they, they both lost for you. Laura Murphy lost, Paul Craig lost. He got TKO'd by Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker, this is how it should have gone, and it went uh, the way it should have gone, which is strange. Maybe this is going to be the, the new Johnny Walker, 216 into the first round. He knocked out um, the grappler, who was desperately trying to take him down, and he hammer-fisted his face until he um, was no longer able to try to take him down. Yeah, Johnny Walker back to looking normal. Uh, yes. It, it's weird because like they all, everybody wrote him off after moving to SBG, and I think they were like, you know, everybody's looking for a reason to discount John Kavanaugh anyway. Um, but like he looked bad his first couple of fights there. And everybody was like, did he break Johnny Walker? I think it was just like Johnny Walker was learning new things and yeah. was like, oh, I have to use all of them and only them. And I think now Kavanaugh has gotten a sense of who Johnny Walker is and figured out how to use his chaos with skills. Because the other thing. I think, you know, you, you, you somewhat overlook in a fight that was only, you know, 136 seconds long. Uh, he did really good at establishing and keeping good range so that that shot from Paul Craig did look like a desperation shot because he felt right. like he was so far away, which hasn't always been the case with Johnny Walker. Like if you go back to his when he was like in the Brazilian regionals, like he, he'd get right up in somebody's face, despite the fact that he doesn't need to because he's really big. So. Uh, maybe, maybe Kavanaugh is actually working out for him. Cause I could see him after a performance like that, getting another big fight and running him up this division. Yeah. It it's light heavyweight first of all. And he's, um, a popular guy. So uh, for hey, sure, if he, Hey, let me, <clears throat> let me ask you a real question. And this, this is, you know, obviously usually they're fake. This is real this time. Yeah. Th- th- they're usually fake questions, but if you ran back Jamal Hill versus Paul or uh, against Johnny Walker right now, would you necessarily take Jamal Hill? No, the belt, the belt means nothing. It's a prop. But, <laughs> um, but I know, I know so, Jamal Hill won the first one with yeah. that like comical yeah. knockout. But like, no. I don't know now. The that, same level, basically. Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily that I'd be like running to the bank for like Jamal Hill negative two hundred on that fight. No, I no, might, no, no, no. I might take a stab at at Johnny Walker at two to one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the thing. They're like I said, same level, more or less. Um, yeah. one of them just happens to have the belt. That's all. Um, all right. So that's the main card. I hit all five. I hit all five. Wow, I didn't realize that. What a great end to the night. Dan hit four out of five, so not bad for him either. Um, you were on a nice little string here. I don't know why I picked Mauricio. Who, uh, <laughs> I, I had a hard time like even justifying it when it, it's because I didn't write my artic- article first and really thought about it. I just blurted it out on the air. But yeah. Um. He looked old, and he got taken care of by a younger fighter, four or five in the first round. Eeyore, Pateria, TKO, uh, did, punches. Did you tell me earlier in the show, I, I'm just recalling a line where you said, Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. You, you can't take the old guy against the much younger, better Yeah, that's why I said I have no idea why I did this. I really don't. I said yeah. it, and then I'm like, well, Dan doesn't let me uh, take things back, so I'm going to have to. Double down he, on it. So he he looked his age. I, yeah. I mean, like that's really all there is to say is like he's not not fast enough anymore to do this. So it's it's good that this is probably gonna be his last one. Yep. Uh. Yeah. He retired. Glover retired. Uh. Devisin says he's moving up a weight class. So that that that's the uh 
Brazilian legends that had a uh, had their issues last night. Things didn't go quite their way. Things didn't go Hobo Cops way either. Uh, we did not see this coming. Well, you mentioned how Ferreira, Ferreira, however you want to say it, uh, hits very hard. And um, yeah, how did he guys decided to stand in front of him and, and get him? He got knocked out by a jab, though, which is not a good sign. Um, 4-13 in the first round. But yeah, Ferreira hits like a truck. And I don't know, Hobo Cop. He, I don't know, man. Yeah, well, and, for that. yeah, it, it's starting to look not so great for him because really, when you you go back and you look at some of his wins too, uh, like they're they're not always the best looking in retrospect, right? Like the he always gets beat up. Yeah, in the you know if you look at the Chidi and Jakawani win, he he was getting brutalized in that one until Chidi just ran out of gas. Yeah. He, he couldn't really outbox Armin Petrosian, although I think. He might have won that fight and lost it on a split decision. He does have a KO loss to Jordan Williams, who we find a way to mention in every single episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe, ah, man, dude, like, he looks so good sometimes. But, like, when you look back at his record, you're like, uh, is is there something here that I loved once? Uh, and I, <laughs> I'm not sure there is. You know, that that's the the tough part with, with RoboCop. So, uh, or RoboCop. So still a patron state of the podcast. Uh, maybe have to reevaluate what we think of him though. Yeah. Um, what do we think about Bruno at this point? Anything? Uh, I mean, I think he's a big power puncher. Yeah. And that's pretty much all that's I think about. Headed into it. Yeah. Anyhow, so, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure that's how I handicapped him coming off of the contender series. It's just like, he hits yep. really hard. He knocked out Leon Liu on the contender series. And like that's pretty much all you need to know. He hits hard. Yep. Um, Tiago Moises, who I was in on, beat Melky Costa. Submission face crank 405 in the second round. Costa look look game. Um, took us on short notice. You, you don't go against the stats and and pick someone short notice debut. But Dan did at a pl- big plus 310. He whiffed, but that's okay. Uh, Costa looked all right, and I had Moises at minus 380. Yeah, I think I think Costa looked good considering that three to one price on him. Like uh, I, I said, I thought he could hang on the feet with Moises. And I, I think he did mostly. Um, he just had a little bit tougher a time staying on his feet than I thought he would. So um, yep. looking forward to seeing him again, though. He, he'll definitely make some some noise and pick up some wins in the UFC. Yep. And then in the opener of the prelims, Gabriel Bonfim. 49 seconds is all it took for him to snatch a guillotine on Monir Laziz and tap him out we're big on bomb theme and he definitely came through minus 180 for us yeah it looked incredible uh mm-hmm. i should have put him as my lock uh, we even talked yeah. about it uh i, I talked about switching him to the lock and and yep. uh wound up sticking with terrence mckinney who we'll talk about in a little bit mckinney's uh, line was just too juicy i think yeah i i think i got tempted by uh looking like a hot shot with like a line on a lock that's a little bit closer uh, i should have yep. just stuck with the negative 180 and been happy with ball theme yep we were definitely happy with his performance. He came through. And then in the early prelim, so did Jilton Almeida. No surprise. He came through. My prop bat came through. TKO punches. Uh, second round, luckily, for Dredney. A 2-6 <laughs> in the second round. Um, my, uh, the thing I was a little annoyed about, Jilton didn't seem like he just wanted to grapple. Didn't want to punch. Like even He wants, wants to punch even less than um, Damian Maya wanted to punch. Um, seemed like he was just interested in getting a submission. Then he finally gave in and, and decided to to punch the guy but because there's a lot of opportunities where you could have just unloaded and finished the fight it seemed to me yeah well and it's like i said uh, i think i said it on the show on on wednesday is is he he's a guy who i think takes a lot of pride in his submission offense 
Yeah. Um, cause, cause we saw that when, uh, in one of his last fights too, I'm trying to remember who it was. He beat the hell out of, um, probably on short notice. Oh, it was the Turkali Anton Turkali fight. When he was fighting Anton Turkali, he like took him down and very clearly had him like flattened out and could have just thrown punches and ended the fight. And I had the TKO prop that day too. I, I remember it was like plus 400 or something like that. And, uh, and, and I was like, just throw punches, just throw punches. And he yeah. like kept working for the submission and then he got the submission. So I think he was doing the same thing here. And eventually he was just like, ah, screw this. Like, I think he goes Gosh. in with the plan to, to get the submissions. Yep. He's all about position and submission, and everything. All right. So, um, why was Shamil uh, ranked 15th heading into this fight, Dan? He's he lost three straight fights. He hadn't won since 2019. Why do you people have him ranked? I don't uh, and didn't. <laughs> you people uh, do. Yeah, the 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 ranking panel does. I, I will say this, though, about him still being ranked, because I, I've actually answered this question from somebody else who was like, what the what the hell is he doing? Still ranked? What are you guys doing? He does b- before those three, those four straight losses. And granted, l- look at those four straight losses. Curtis Blades, Chris Dawkins, Sergei Pavlovich, and Jelton Almeida. Like, that is a damn hard resume. Before that, he knocked out Marcin Tybura, beat Arlovsky, and knocked out, you know, everybody's favorite, Chase Sherman. So, like, it's not like this guy was fighting cupcakes. Like, he's been fighting good fighters and has a win over a couple of guys, including a ranked dude in, in Tybura. So, I think he was probably hanging on just from people who wouldn't drop him below Tybura. Uh, having beat him recently, but I think now after four in a row, I think you'll see most everybody just like letting him fall. All right. More importantly, what are we doing with their boy Jelton next? I mean, he should just get a top fight at the heavyweight division. If if they're insisting on keeping him at heavyweight, which they they seem hell bent on doing, like they're they're just gonna keep him at heavyweight. It's time for him to fight. Uh, John Jones. I mean, like I would, I it, dude, if one of those two guys falls out of that fight, book him. Like I'm fine yeah. with that. Like I, I think a hundred percent he could fight anybody in that division. But like in all honesty, it's probably time for him to fight Tai Tuivasa. Yeah, um, he'd handle him no problem. Yeah, Alexander Volkov. Alexander yep. Volkov would be a good fight for him. Um, I, I feel almost mean saying it, but like you could run him against Chris Dawkins. Yeah, uh, and that, it seems downright criminal, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Do you see Dawkins, anyone beating him, though, at this point? Right, no, no, yeah. of course not. I, I would pick him. And I think I said this on the show, too. I would pick him to beat surreal game right now. Like, and I'm I'm very sure about that. I would pick him to beat surreal gain. We've seen issues with gains takedown defense. We saw Nagano take him down a bunch of times. We know what he looks like on the feet where he's dangerous, but not like you know, a menacing puncher like Nganu was, um, you know, he, he can knock you out, but like he knocked out Tai Tuivasa with like 78 straight punches to the dome rather than a big, you know, one hitter quitter. I would take Jelton to beat that guy. Yep. He hasn't really shown any, any holes yet. So, and if, if he, if that was the 15th ranked guy he just took care of last night, then yeah, he should be able to hand on anyone basically. Um, Luan Lacerda, he, he looked decent enough for my plus 290 stab in, in the dark here, but Cody Stamen ended up winning the fight 29-28 across the board, and Dan was on the right side of this one. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he did look better than I thought he would, uh, for yeah. sure. Like, I, yeah, I did his, not striking think... was, his striking was not bad at all. Nope. Um, it, it held up. It was way better than I thought it was. His his takedowns were better than I thought they'd be. Um, yeah. So, yeah, props props to him on that. Um, What else do we have here? Nicholas Dalby, uh, 
maybe controversial split decision. Not really controversial. It was a close fight, obviously. 29 28, 28, 29 28 over Warley Olivez. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine fine with the uh, pick here, even though we lost. I'm fine with the uh, with the judge's decision here. It was basically a pick him on the board, so it was going to be a close fight to begin with, and uh, it was. Yeah, I, I thought Alves looked good in that second round. I, I do think maybe I ha- I was looking at it with rosy-colored glasses. I might have to go back and rewatch it and like remind myself that Dalby probably won that second. Alves definitely won the third. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, it, it was close, but maybe... Maybe I don't want to side with Derek Cleary. <laughs> yeah, most most people most people picked Dolby. Uh, I saw and MMA decisions this morning, so I guess it was the right pick. Oh, I skipped over Ismail Bonfim. He came through. Uh, he he came through first of all. The older brother of the Bonfims, the lesser of the two, I like to call him. He was not lesser last night. Flying knee over Terence McKinney after knocking out his mouth guard. Two seventeen into the second round, we whiffed on this one. Yeah, we did. But I, I will time. say, yeah, I, I will say. You know, like big KO like that uh, sometimes is is not the greatest indicator of skill. But I I will say he looked better before that too. Like Terrence yep. McKinney did not look good at all. Nope. Um, he looked slow. He he looked like he wasn't sure. Like I I think Bonfim hit him and the power scared him. Yep. Yep. Very well could have been the case for sure. So we missed that. We missed the Dobby one. We got Josian Nunes barely. Um, this was closer than we thought it would be over Zara Fair and Dos Santos. 29-28 across the board. Uh, a, <laughs> an amazing uh, size discrepancy. Uh, David versus Goliath type of thing. But uh, Josian Nunes squeaked out a victory at minus 570. Should not have been as close as as it was. Yeah. Uh, Farron looked all right in the striking. Yeah. she I, gets tired. Yeah. I, I would say she didn't look bad. And then she just stops doing anything except getting hit in the face. <laughs> she, yeah. And she did definitely get hit in the face a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> and then the opener we hit, we started the night off right with a plus 130 dog. Daniel Marcos looked fantastic against Simon Oliveira. Uh, Oliveira did not look fantastic. May, maybe cutting time for him. That's two straight losses for him. He's not looked good since entering the UFC. He just tries to do spinning moves the whole time, and that doesn't work. He got knocked out, knee to the body, and punches. His body was getting wrecked by Marcos. Marcos looked fantastic. It took him uh, two rounds, 218 into the second round for it to hit for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he looked excellent. Um, I, I can't say enough how, how good he looked in that fight. So, uh, yeah, uh, the striking's there. The spacing's there. The pace is there. Like, this dude this dude could do some things in this division. Because, like, he... It, it seems like now that he's got a uh, more complete camp around him. Because we talked about before he had that three-year layoff. You saw him on the Peruvian scene. It looked like he had some pieces, but he wasn't great. Now that he's got a real team around him, he is putting together uh, quite a quite a resume. So, props to him on that one. Yeah, you can crack for a Bantamweight. So, definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, so that is the night. Uh, our our winners of the awards, 50K a bonus, Hill versus Teixeira was fight of the night. Performance of the night, Ismael Bonfim and Jilton Almeida. Uh, Dan and I both went 10 and 5 with their picks, so very good uh, night for us. I lost 744 uh, based <laughs> off 100 bucks in every fight. Dan lost 3785. So on the year, I'm at 62%. You're at 58%. We are both down money still on the $100 in every every uh, fight. Bets. Uh, as for our locks, we both whiffed on McKinney. We both hit on Marcos as a dog. Um, 
Gumby whiffed on Burns, Magny uh, going to decision for his prop bet. I hit Jelton TKO at uh, plus 250. So overall lock dog props. I am beating Gumby, of course. Uh, I am up 108 bucks. He's down 32. But there's still time. There you no, go. No, and we're not That's we're not doing a hundred bucks a piece on there. We're just saying uh, I'm aren't we I'm, Dan? I don't think so. That that I, that I'm sure you that's... you agreed to it when we started. You said we we were doing that. I I we, think we I just, the tape. you were you were looking for a, a monetary amount, and I was yes. like, no, we can we can just say that we do the lock dog prop. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't have to put monetary on that, but we are all one in one on our locks, on our dogs, and on our props. Uh, which I have in my little spreadsheet here. Um, although your prop hit was a little bit bigger than mine. Yes. I, I'm ahead, Dan. Come on. Enough. Enough of you changing the rules after the fight. <laughs> All right. So so let's make it seven grand on every fight. <laughs> All uh, right. And, and make sure that, uh, yeah, it has to be a plus 800 parlay or, or better. That sounds, like your, that sounds um, like your contest now. Six, 16 legs uh, minimum. <laughs> and now we have to take a week off. The UFC is taking a week off. Um I guess they got to get the octagon back over to uh, to Vegas, but this is the one that's starting at a wonky time, right? Even though it's in Vegas, um, they're still doing it on Asian time. The pre- I believe, right? my, my understanding is that the prelims will start at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Right, and the main card's one or something like that. That would be uh, two Saturdays from now. I'll run through the fight card quickly before we get out of here. Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. They're they're trying to get this one actually into the cage this time. Dan Jung versus Devin Clark. Marcin Tybera, just spoke of him, versus Blagoy Ivanov. Chu Du... Oh, they, they have all the names uh, on on uh, Wikipedia all over the place. Du Hu Choi is what we call him usually. The Korean Superboy is back versus Kyle Nelson. Yasuki Kinoshida versus Adam Forget About It is the main card. And then the prelims, we've got um, the four finals. I'm not even going to bother with the names. Sorry. <laughs> not that I disrespect you, but we've got the four finals to the road to the UFC um, events. So we got the finals for those. And then we got Kim Yeon Jian. G Yeon Kim. That's that's how we say it, right? She is, she's got a good Wikipedia nickname. Wikipedia is messing you up bad. Yeah, they are. G Yeon Kim, her nickname is something good like Firefist. Firefist. Right? Fire yes, Firefist yeah, versus yeah. Mandy Baum. Jun Young Park versus Dennis Tui Louie Lin. And then Tatsura Tyra versus Jesus Jesus or Jesus Santos Aguiera. What do you think of this card, Dan? I, I can't believe you gave a shout out to the nickname Firefist and not the Iron Turtle. That's just. Oh, yeah, the Iron bad. Turtle's on the card too. You're right. Jun Young Park, the Iron yeah. Turtle. Yeah. Yes. Um, Bathley. It's not a great card. Uh, if if it stayed in Korea, we'd be like, oh, they did a good job of getting all the Korean guys on there and gals. Uh, this is a uh, good, you know, good for local Koreans uh, who get to see all of their favorite fighters and also like big heavyweight smashing in the main event. Um, but like, I, I'm actually really excited for the road to UFC Finals. I I think there's some really great matchups there. There's a couple of people who I'm I'm super pumped to see fight. Uh, Rinya Nakamura is just I, I mean like I think he's a real prospect. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see him him fight and probably punch his ticket to being a permanent staple in the always exciting bantamweight division. So uh, yeah, it, it's. It's got intrigue on it, but for a, a casual who is going to have to watch the main guard at 1 a.m., uh, yeah, you, you this this might be the one you skip. <laughs> yeah, very well could be uh, the one you skip, but we don't have any casuals listening to this. Everyone is a hardcore, so, but it will be good for the local Koreans that live in Enterprise Nevada, right? 
And that's that's right. Just on yeah. the local Koreans who live. Well, in and also America. also if you're a West Coast person, yeah, you're just basically getting the fight card on East Coast time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because it starts at 7 p.m. That's that's when we sometimes watch fights on the East Coast. Like last yep. night was 5:30, but sometimes they're a little later. So like it's not going to be awful for West Coasters, except for they're not used to it. But like for the East Coast, this is gonna suck. <laughs> yep, indeed. All right, so that that is that. We'll put this episode to bed because we're back tomorrow with a our classic expected Monday non-UFC episode. And we're going to have a few more non-UFC episodes next week as well, apparently. Um, told you about Discord, Twitter, SGPN MMA, if that's your jam. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He is at Gumby Vreeland. I told you about my Substack. Uh, all our stuff is on all our sports writing and all our podcasts and all our giveaways and all our deals to... Um, deals to casinos and whatnot are at sportsgamblingpodcast.com so make sure you hit that and gumby hosts the top turtle mma podcast which will be dropping later on this week all right we'll be back tomorrow episode 282 we're going to break down some pfl for you uh, until then i will remain mr wonderful jeff fox he will be locomotive daniel Reland, and we'll talk to you tomorrow bye